Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glenna. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we are discussing Murder on Madison Avenue, which is episode 22 from season 8 and originally aired on the 17th of May, 1992. So this would have been the last episode of the eighth season. The writer for this episode is none other than Bruce Lansbury, ladies. Come on. He's written 15. (laughs) Just a reminder, he's written 15 in total, including (laughs) The Sound of Murder and Crimson Harvest, both of which we've talked about. And he's a producer for 88 episodes. So he's involved in a lot. And there's another Lansbury involved today, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So a real family affair. And I'm pretty sure Bruce also wrote the Ireland episodes that it's either Felicity or Felicia Lansbury is in, who I think is his daughter. Is Bruce David's dad? Uncle. Who's David's dad? Edgar Lansbury, which is the other brother. But I don't, I didn't IMDb Edgar Lansbury, but I think he was also somehow involved. And anyways, maybe not Murder, She Wrote, but other stuff. Um, so yeah, so I'll, I'll try to be brief in my synopsis. So Jessica is in New York City. I believe this is one where she's living there now. She's in her apartment in New York. She's writing the <laughs> plot for a new board game called Murder Will Out with Marathon Games. Marathon Games is run by VP Meredith Delaney, played by Barbara Babcock, and creative Edgar Greenstreet, played by John Hillerman. Meredith is making loads of enemies. She has an estranged husband called Devery McFarlane, played by Harley Benton, that also works for the company. But she's having an affair with Boris Steloff, who's played by Joel Fabiani. Boris Steloff and a guy, whose name I can't, Packard, Miles Packard, played by John Petlock, are vying to be the advertising agency for Marathon Games. Working for Packard are two younger creatives, Brian Singer, played by David Lansbury, and Amanda North, played by Caroline Williams, who I guess are also dating, but they're the real powerhouses behind their advertising campaign. So Meredith's sleeping with Boris to try to get them to get the advertising <laughs> contract. She gets him to hire Amanda, but then he tries to make out with Amanda and Meredith sees him and then she gets mad at Boris. She's also due to come into a lot of power at the company and to outrank Edgar Greenstreet, which would be bad for him because she's all about the money and he's all about the creativity. Anyway, she's found dead halfway through the episode after a party um, and Jessica and Lieutenant Hornbeck, played by Leo Rossi, come in to try to solve it all. And it turns out that it was Sylvia Moffat, played by Hallie Foote, who everybody calls Moffat in this episode, which we can talk about later, um, who is Meredith's secretary, but also a spy for Edgar Greenstreet. And she realized that Meredith was going to get too much power and take over the running of the company from Edgar Greenstreet and that that would be a bad thing because Meredith Delaney was not a good lady. And according to these people anyways, so that's it. And I guess, oh, and in the end, it seems like Brian Singer and Amanda North are going to start their own company, advertising company and represent Marathon Games, which is now going to be run primarily by Edgar Greenstreet. I think that's everything. Yeah, that's good. That's Mm -hmm. great. And somebody definitely gets murdered in this episode. Okay, I remember that at the very least. That was rough last week. (laughs) Victimless crime. Like no one died. Like someone got shot. (laughs) Also, this is our first um, Barbara Babcock episode, and I know she's a favorite of all of ours. So it's very exciting to see her. Yes, I love Barbara Babcock. I think she's great. Um, It's. Hers are some of my favorite episodes, I think. I'm not sure. She's like the star of it. She's in so much of the episode. They don't, this is another thing where they don't kill them till so much later. Mm-hmm. Sound of Murder did that too, actually. Because it's like, you've got to let your star 
shine. You yeah, know? I feel like yeah. in the later episodes, they wait till like the 30 minute mark to kill the person. But in the earlier seasons, it was 15. I wonder if part of it is like you're trying to figure out who's going to get it. Mm-hmm. So like, could it be Edgar? Could it be Meredith? She's obviously the badder one. So it's less likely to be him. But then, but yeah, so it it does make it fun because also she then gets to make everybody angry. Mm-hmm. So there's so many suspects. <laughs> Can someone explain to me the name of the board game. I don't get it. Murder Will Out is the name of the board game, I guess, because is that not like an expression? I thought like it something was truth, blood will out or truth will oh, out. Truth will out. Is that a Shakespearean quote? It, mm. I didn't know that, but I just Googled it and it's from Merchant of Venice. Right. And Murder sure. Will Out, I guess, is used also. It kind of means. Hmm. Truth will out makes more sense. It's like the truth wins. But Murder I, will out the truth. I don't. That you know. someone will <laughs> discover the murder. Yeah. Right. It's, right. Right. Okay. I'm. I'm with you now. Oh no, that was just like the first thing I wrote down. It was like, what does that mean? <laughs> Listen, all of her titles are nothing if not incredibly obtuse. Like <laughs> she doesn't write something unless it's like almost indecipherably <laughs> titled. <laughs> And there's a real Murder, She Wrote board game, but I haven't played I it. I think I have it. I think someone gave it to me as a present. I'll check when I get home. Yeah, because I was looking at reviews thinking, oh, maybe I'll buy it because it's discontinued. So you right. find it on eBay or wherever. But a lot of the reviews were saying that it was overly complicated. And <laughs> <laughs> bid on something that's overly complicated and doesn't make sense when I struggle with basic games like I don't know solitaire sometimes so. yeah me too yeah I'm I'm 99% sure I have this game but I, have, I haven't tried to play it now I feel like I should I, oh, yeah, you do you think you should did. at least find it and if it's called murder will out that would be even better <laughs> I love what they're <laughs> about it they were like you're gonna need six players i'm like oh my god that's so many (laughs) (laughs) right and like and like why i I felt like there was gonna be like a reason why it needed to be an even number versus an odd like oh like maybe you get to the end of the game and then there's two people (laughs) and like the rest of the people had to like vote or like i don't know something like that and there was none of that no they never really (laughs) but it, it felt like a really solid input from Mr. Green Street. Well, I loved their little creative back and forth. Like he's like, we have a snipes. And she's like, and he snoops. And it's like, whoa, these are <laughs> <laughs> on fire. <laughs> he's a writer and he's a creative and they go hand in hand. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end with that like light up game board behind them, just like glowing. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. I was like, is that the design for the board game? Because Oh. That looks like Handyland. It looks like for kids, but surely <laughs> yeah. the game's not for kids. Blue meets Candyland, and then you have Murder <laughs> Will Out. <laughs> but also, like, the game of light, too. Like, where you yeah. go around in, like, a little car with the four people. And then <laughs> you yeah, have a kids. <laughs> you take a wrong turn you end up in massive amounts of debt or you murder someone either way the only way out of debt is to murder somebody who yeah. <laughs> i do think it's like clue cornered the market surely on murder-based <laughs> board games so why you would try to break into that market <laughs> you know in the uk they call it cluedo yes i yeah. did know that why i don't yeah, know. yeah great question i was telling Susanna so there's a pension company here called scottish widows and they rebranded in the last 10 years and they have like a really like we can edit this out or not but no, I like really it. like 
attractive young woman in like a hooded like cape thing and she looks really like mysterious and she's always like looking over her shoulder with like a smirk like <laughs> but it's like it's like oh like do your pension like you know go invest in Scottish like it's like so <laughs> bland uh and then someone did like a fake advertising oh, uh, no. <laughs> so they changed the wording to like to say he slipped in the shower <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's amazing it is weird that they called it that up until very recently like you'd think someone like 25 years ago would have been like you know what guys like this seems a little bit weird yeah it's an odd company name. scottish widows we and okay i don't know if it's too soon to jump into this but like let's talk about our entrance to the toy room maybe just been on my brain yeah, yeah i think the foley artists in this episode were working overtime what does that like mean she, you know when they're doing the work where it's like the sounds so it sounds oh. more realistic it, i was gonna mention this last week actually whenever grady walked into a room the clip clop of his shoes <laughs> like someone just had coconuts like in um <laughs> like in monty python like Petite feet by Timothy. I love petite feet. (laughs) Tonight it was like, because she'd go up to the keypad and it would like be like boop 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 boop, and then the door would be like, even though it was clearly just like a cardboard thing that two people were pulling apart on the side. I was immediately thinking about that. Like, was someone doing a hand crank to like open the door? Well, it stayed open. Yeah, it did stay open. Like, it needed the secret code. Surely it would stay open for, like, a minute and then close. But it stayed, like, wide open. And it was open during the day. And just, I don't know. I also love that the door wasn't, like, centered. <laughs> like, the, the break wasn't centered. It was, like, jagged. Uh-huh. So when it closed, the jagged bits had to go into each other. <laughs> it's like a puzzle. Richie Rich. Yeah. Oh my Megan, god! What was your favorite part of? I the... like the little the little guy with the gun, no. and she's just no. Maybe he was so no. scary. Like, why did they make him? He was so scary. So, so scary. <laughs> and then so she just horrifying. why did he know her name? Yeah, and then I don't know. I would have been way more scared than she was. She was like, "Okay, little buddy." <laughs> They hands up. Like, <laughs> she's like a gun at her. It's like, ooh, feels like it's gonna be like in RoboCop where the ro- machine goes bad. No, but just that I thought that it was gonna be like one of those like rogue things where then it was like someone dressed as the doll mm. and then they were gonna shoot her. Yeah, and you were right. Like, there was her. someone dressed as that doll, so maybe it wasn't that convincing <laughs> of an effect. The whole where she walks in remind me a lot of Blade Runner too where he walks into the toy makers I don't know if you remember yeah. yeah. walking into a toy makers home and these little creatures come up and you're wondering what sort of acid trip have I just fallen into it's but I wild felt yeah that cowboy was terrifying yeah it was scary and the the whale song music when she walked in because oh. it was so like magic. I was like, I can't do whale. So I was like, hmm. <laughs> beautiful. It's the Titanic, the Titanic, the running yes. the Titanic in the background. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and then when he was like, oh, Billy had, I had to take him out because it was all getting a bit much for him or whatever the doll's name was. Billy Bonkers. Wasn't that, was that it? Billy Bob, that's what she said the toy was that he had like, that had Created. been instrumental to his fame was called Billy Bonkers. And I was like, I need to know exactly what that <laughs> Wasn't entails. that the shooting guy? He goes by I- William now, so. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's actually William. It's actually, it's William now. And his last name's actually Bonkerson. It was just a shortened it. Bonkers, is that wow. you? <laughs> actually, Bonkerson. <laughs> it's Dr. Bonkerson. <laughs> 
Also, like, <laughs> you got it. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, Billy Bonkers. I just said basement, and then I drew an arrow. Stuff of nightmares. Yeah, it is scary. It is scary. There's no windows in there. I was like. This seems like a horrible place to work. <laughs> also, when he left, or he like disappeared when she turned around, he like disappeared and threw, oh, I guess out through the door. He just walked out the door because it was shutting behind him. And then a voiceover starts from nowhere. Yeah. It's like, find Brian Singer. He worked on a project called Waffles. It's coming <laughs> from the robot. Is that right? Is the robot yeah. saying it? Billy Bonkers? No, there was that. Oh, you're right. The yeah. I thought it was like the Judy Jetson one was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Not Judy. And then she Uh, asked him about waffles, and he was like, "He was Mr. Pancake Maker or whatever." uh, It was. It's Pancake Man, but okay. (laughs) Cake Man. Listen, who doesn't want to play a board game called Pancake Man? They never like get to it. and like why was it changed from waffles to pancake man? And like like so many questions about pancake man. Also, like why was that important? I love the Bruce Lansbury episode because you delve deep into an industry that clearly Bruce doesn't know a careful, ton about. Careful. But but I think what I like about it is he takes all the bits that you think would be fun. <laughs> The naming of the games, the weird game talk. Like, it was the same with um, The Sound of Murder. It's like, here's some music that's, like, kind of fun, and we can do this kind of fun. It's just always really fun. But it was like, to the Billy Bonkers, there was um, Waffles, Pancake Man. And then there's her saying, the VP, Meredith, saying she's talking about some sort of skeleton play set. And she said, actually, having it be an atomically correct skeleton place. That was my idea. Oh, I wrote that part down. I love that part. Like, is that your Anatomically correct (laughs) skeleton. Skeletons don't have genitalia. So how is it? Is it just the hip placement is wider on women? I was like, I cannot understand what that means. It's like operation, but not funny. No, you're putting together a skeleton. I'm just, I'm picturing, I'm picturing um, uh, operation on like a cisgender scale and I'm like horrified at what I'm thinking about, so. Right, it's, it's. Here's um, what I think. (laughs) Do you think Meredith thinks because they call it a boner that she's like, there's a bone there. So you put it in anatomically. (laughs) I think it was her idea. I don't think she designed it is what I would like to say. (laughs) She tried to design that dump truck. Guess what? She, she does not have a lot of attention so to detail. She's wrong about that. How'd she get so high? Also, doesn't Tom corner the market on the dump trucks? Yeah. Right. I'm like, who cares? It's like such small potatoes. <laughs> She's she going to fire so a designer. Yeah. But yeah, like, surely they make like a new one every year. I don't know. I don't know what the toy Look, industry They does, were but... just trying to paint her as. I don't know what other word to use, but... They call it the iron butterfly. The iron butterfly. Because she's the VP at a toy company in New York City. It's like, somebody like that isn't going to be famous enough to have a nickname. <laughs> she they, just also, a they also called her the female Caligula and boss lady. Yes. I they called yeah, her boss lady boss a lady. lot. I mean, do we think it's like they kind of hate her guts because she's a woman or is that so anything? Is, is Green Street like the toy designer? Is he still the president? Yes, yeah, so he's still in charge. He still has final It sounds like he still has more controlling interest in the company, but she's going to have more controlling interest soon. Yeah, because I thought it was really... majority share. Yeah, but he just picks his battles, it sounds like. Yeah, because then she, when she was telling Jessica not to talk to him, like, you can't do that. First of all, you can't mm-hmm. tell Jessica anything. Sure. Like, we all know that. Like, yes. And she told her, and Jessica, instead of being like, uh, the office dynamics here are very strange, she's just like... <laughs> Well, you can't tell me what to do, and just walked out of her room. <laughs> You're like, yeah. yeah, I guess she's probably right. <laughs> I do have a question though. There was a lot of like word repetition in this episode, more so than any other. 
do, is this like a secret, like code that we need to unpack? There was boss lady, there was pig headed. Um, oh, like, Glennis, I think you're being pretty big, he- big headed, big headed. Is that the wrong thing? <laughs> well, what was the term that they kept using? We watched like four episodes in a row. They called like a dirt water tower. No, it was dirt like a, water. a dirt, it was jerk water, water tower. I mean, are we going to piece these all together? And then it's going to end up with the. Uh, you're right, Glennis. Jessica there feels Blanchard like there's a clue the in all this. Yeah. <laughs> Glennis is just trying to get to the bottom of it. But it does feel like, is this some sort of like hidden crossword in the background of these shows that if we write all these words down, it will make some sort of, yeah, you're right. I mean, Brian being pigheaded, you're like, I guess, or is he not just kind of a jerk? Like, yeah, I don't know. I, had, I didn't love Brian. I like, and then I don't, you know, they didn't have this word at the time, probably that they used that much, but it was, he's such a mansplainer, but they just called him pig. Oh my God. But then I did, hold on. I want to get the wording right. But when Jessica finds him and she's like, um, she's like, I don't think you're guilty of murder, but you are guilty of some very foolish behavior. I thought, (laughs) (laughs) He's like eating that breakfast really in her funny. home. Like she doesn't know that for sure that he hasn't killed this guy <laughs> or woman. Oh, where was he? Was he like just in my his apartment? Not my oh apartment. my god, that description of him coming upon the body or whatever it was, whatever it <sighs> happened. He was down in the workrooms and he must have like lost track of time. I was like, he couldn't have been down there for more than like five minutes. And I was like, what was he doing? Like, and he's like, and then I was wandering around and then I found the broken electric box and then I tripped on something and she's like, the crowbar wet with blood. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Jessica, <laughs> stop feeding him information. <laughs> well, and like, he's worked for them. So had he never been down there before? You would assume guess he's- it was just the <laughs> ad exec. I don't know. He just, was pretty, he's like a Jonathan character, isn't yes. he? Like, just kind of a young man that's there to, for her to have somebody to, like, talk to about this stuff, because obviously the lieutenant wasn't up to it. And, but not in well, and of himself also interesting. was, like, a little too fresh with her in the beginning. He, like, grabbed her by the arm. I mean, he didn't grab her, but he, like put his hands on her he did i don't think he knew her and then he's like inviting her out to dinner or lunch he did know her he did know her they she she he had worked for her oh that he basically is jonathan he is jonathan because even though this is her real life nephew grabbed her by the elbow got right in her face and was like Uh we gotta get a dinner jessica go ahead (laughs) made a reservation like God, these guys are so in her face about this stuff. It's like, cool it, bro. Cool yeah, it. I, because first I wrote, oh, who, who's this young guy? And then I wrote, whoa, get your hands off her. Yeah. He yeah. touches her. And then they go out to lunch to talk about their campaign for Urge Cosmetics. Which I wrote down because <laughs> I thought that was so funny. I also I like, loved his stance on cosmetics. He's like, "Your what's his girlfriend's name?" Amanda. Amanda. Sure, Amanda. He's like, <laughs> it doesn't matter if if uh, you know bronzer has twelve shades. You're missing the point, Amanda. And you know, like. Is she though? Like it feels like if that was her idea or like whatever it was blush or whatever, that seems fair. And I don't know what the point is then. Yeah, he I did not care for him. Well yeah, he was like telling her off about something that she knew and like there was a lot of things wrong. First of all, as an advertising company, if they're talking to you, maybe like recommend they don't call their product Urge Cosmetics because I feel like that just sounds disgusting and I don't know That's why. So like, Susanna. It just feels like it's like like an urge to do so. It's like not sexy. It's like ugh. A UTI is what it is. Yeah. You've got, you've got yeah, you've got it like an urge to pee. Yeah, you know, you don't have an urge away from to look thrush. Yeah, oh, basically. <laughs> 
Yeah, you have an urge to get some cranberry juice. <laughs> yeah, it's, not a, it's not it's not urge to splurge on fancy cosmetics. No. It's I would use it in a medical sense. Well, like urge the way it sounds as well, it doesn't sound like a sexy cosmetic. It like it doesn't no. sound like no. something upmarket. Like, oh, do you have the new urge palette? <laughs> Anyway, it does it sounds like medication? <laughs> it does. <laughs> you put an accent over it and it becomes urge. Urge. I like it. Urge. Urge cosmetics. <laughs> um, I did like, I think maybe Brian was there so you like Amanda more. But because she was she, so boring. She was, but she so immediately boring. stood up stood up for herself to him. Like, she left the restaurant, mm-hmm. and he followed her, and she was like, for starters, you can stop calling me honey, and then basically told him to F off. And then when he told her he loved her, she just walked away. <laughs> she wasn't paying any attention to and him. And she did stand up to the guy that was, like, supposed to be, like, hitting on her, or, you know, getting Boris. her on their side. Yeah, Boris, Boris Seloff, was that his name? Well, yeah, because he, he like, sexually harasses her, and she's like, nope. Yeah. Like, she just sort of is, I thought that was, yeah. she went back to Brian, which maybe made me respect her less, but, you know, what can you do? I think, yeah, the other, the other very, like, strong thing about her was her shoulder pads. I felt like they oh, shoulder, and I thought she was going to take someone's eye out with them. They were all my worst <laughs> outfits. Everything she wore, Except, I thought was okay. terrible. When they were at lunch, Except she's wearing a one. beige suit, which is terrible. But underneath it was a shirt that was kind of white with like, this is now going to sound not as good as like, like birds on it. Or I thought it was kind of cute. The print, sure. like the print of the black. Underneath but I bet the she's bl- double padding. Yeah. 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 But I bet there's shoulder pads in the blouse and shoulder pads in the coat. Yeah, and I just like I felt like it's just a linebacker. It was just very nineties. And then she had that weird bang. Like so she had a half yeah. ponytail and then like this weird sort of like comb over y bang and just like oh, oh, the rainbow Yeah. Like the why why was she in the guy's apartment? She, she was looking for the plans for Project 2100, wasn't she? Didn't she think he'd... Was that why yeah. she was there? I thought that's why she Because why up. had he... So what happened was, basically, he, Moffat needed a key to get into the... to B100, which is the secret toy uh, making room. <laughs> and I think... Um, what was his name? Frank Christie had a, had a key because he was one of the designers... So she paid him off for the key, which is how he then had all the money to go traveling after he had just gotten fired. Got so it. that was that was why that had happened. And I, but I don't think Amanda knew that. I think Amanda broke into his apartment because she was looking for. I think she it, thought he'd just done a, it. Um, a combination, like, she, did she really need to pay him twenty grand? And like, it's a toy vault, and like. People have access to it for eight hours during the day. Like, I don't know. Glennis, I hear you. There was an elaborate plan there. For something that (laughs) maybe low stakes. Uh, Yeah, because that whole scene, I watched it, but I guess I wasn't really like, didn't understand who had given him that guy the money. And surely, like, HR would be doling out, or, like, IT, or, I don't know, like, some infrastructure would be doling out the key code, and she seemed pretty ingrained, like, uh. I hear what you're saying, but maybe, I don't know, because it sounded like Meredith was sort of in charge of all the secret stuff, but she couldn't control the most secret stuff, which was Edgar. But you're right, Glynis. I mean, it felt like there was maybe another way. And also, you're not, you guys haven't addressed the major thing, which is that after a nighttime party, Jessica's going to go meet Edgar Greenstreet alone mm-hmm. in his toy manufacturing room mm-hmm. at what, like 11 p.m., midnight, to do what exactly? I told you Hi. in the beginning <laughs> that he was like really into her, and then he's pretty smooth. 
But I didn't realize she was so into it. <laughs> because I just didn't remember that bit of it. He's got a way about him. He it does. Works. He's very charming. Yeah, he's a charming guy, for sure. But he, I hate to say it because I don't want to sound like a jerk, looks terrible in a baseball cap. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Where he's on the phone, he's got that baseball cap on, and it's like sort of at this weird jaunty <laughs> angle, and you're like, whose idea was this to humiliate this man <laughs> she having a baseball cap on his head <laughs> alan yeah. would have never done that no al lehman was a pro he's like i want everybody to look their best but they were like we need him to look silly <laughs> like, get the baseball cap out i need to look up also i'm gonna say something oh no it's gonna be controversial I'm scared. But Frank, the guy who then ran up to, to London, uh-huh. um, was another Mickey Rooney lookalike. Just saying. All right. okay. No, Hang he on. doesn't look anything Hang like on. Mickey Rooney <laughs> this time. Because last time I was pretty dismissive, and I feel like I was wrong. Dick Van Patten, I will grant you, like, Sort of. Once you saw them side by side, it's like, I could see how you made that yeah. mistake. Yeah. This guy doesn't look anything like him. I, you know what? I I now have a suspicion that you've just confirmed for me, Glennis, which is that I don't think you know what Mickey Rooney looks like. <laughs> yeah, I also was was wondering what the Cobra Mickey Rooney look alike. Oh, is she right? Megan looks like Right. No, Megan, come just, on. You guys just Google it. Google Ben Slack and then go to images because there's a couple where it's not dissimilar. What about in this? <laughs> I knew it. Okay. It, it's because they have the same. I don't know oh, how to. Glynis. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so... I don't and, uh, like the same way the hair is, let's just say. Okay, yeah, okay. I yeah, see. I know. You know what's weird is for somebody that probably doesn't know who any of these people are, that it's like you have this weirdly like memorized image of Mickey Rooney in your head. So you I can just always compare. Argue that he looks more like Mickey Rooney than Dick Van Patten. <laughs> Guys, I don't think Dick Van Patten looks like Rooney as much as, I mean, like, years apart. So there was this Disney made-for-TV movie, but it was called, like, The Phantom at the, like... Oh, I know know what you're talking about. Like, the Cineplex or something. Yeah. (laughs) Something like that. And I only ever saw a little bit of it, but Mickey Rooney was in it, and he just really stuck with me but it's that version of mickey rooney from like 20 plus years ago all right i have to look this up the megaplex phantom of the megaplex it's from you're right but it is 20 years old um wait mickey rooney's in it let's have a look oh it's movie mason starring caitlin walks and taylor handley Oh my gosh, this is a 2000s movie if I've ever seen one. Yeah, yeah okay, thank you, Rudy, is with it. Yeah. Oh my god, Glynis. This must be a like post when I was watching Disney Channel original movies. Did I tell you I tried to make Mark watch Don't Look Under the Bed? <laughs> the quality was so low. Oh. <laughs> we were watching on Disney Plus as well. He was like, I seriously cannot watch this. It's like making me feel ill. <laughs> That's too bad because I love that movie. That's a good one. I do that too. One's... Anyways, I, Sorry. Just, I had to say it. No, no, um, you're not. I thought you were going to say he was your biggest hunk. So I actually was a very. No, I mean, the, the ex husband, <laughs> or soon to be ex husband, was a total smoke show. So. I thought so I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. when it's like, Ashley's made me sensitive. I also thought you were going to say he was your biggest hunk. I was like, really? <laughs> like, okay, like, I mean, you know, fine. Like, man of a certain age, why not? Um, <laughs> one that picks Seth every time we're in Canada. Right, Susanna. You may need, oh. <laughs> I'm not yeah. saying, listen, I'm not I, saying I'm I, the I, arbiter I of taste here. I'm just saying <laughs> sometimes, 
and it just feels like it's just you'll never forget it it was you said mr roper but i thought you said somebody else too and i can't you were gonna say um i thought you were gonna say mr penroy you were afraid i was gonna say mr penroy and i said the dog you were right about the dog but then once i realized mr penroy was in the bad seat i was like all right that's not the the worst choice <laughs> listen everybody has their own thing and yes. I'm, you know, you're yeah. right. My Seth thing, it's like, I don't You've never like questioned I can it. justify it. You're right. Yeah. Well, get ready for my biggest hunk in this episode. Let's hear it. Save it. Oh, should we, we do biggest, Wait, no, should we save it? Or do you want to do it? Do you want to do there, it now? I feel like there's something that we need to address before we get into that. I know I spoiled mine, but um, just on the back of everyone has their own thing is the famous quote. The deal is made, lover. Love it, love it, and love it. Glynn is, how dare you take you that from everybody? It. It, from <laughs> it is. I want to use that in day-to-day life. The deal is made, is made lover. <laughs> when I go to the corner store. <laughs> Romance really is dead because people don't call each other lover anymore. It's so gross. I wish you had coworkers that worked our father or our uncle sure sure that was, that <laughs> doesn't really work so well <laughs> you go up to the secretary desk and tell them the deal is made lover so rough <laughs> such a rough line but it was great it's just it's just like Oh, it was so funny because it just dates it, doesn't it? It's like this really like, we live in a sexy time and all these sexy people doing sexy things. And you're like, and it's the music that starts the episode off. I just wrote sexy exclamation mark because it's like all the sax. Like, I can't do it. So much sexy sax noise. That's what I first note was. I also feel like, I don't know how to describe this with Barbara Babcock, but I, this is the image of her that I have burned in my brain, is, is, a, is a shot of her talking with like a man's face sort of turned looking at her. So the camera just sees the side of it and she's like massaging his shoulders. She's like manipulating him, but like with her nails and her hands and their shoulders all very sexy. And it's like, I feel like that happens literally in every episode she's in of the show. She's always having some like steamy affair. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about her because I feel like we haven't talked about her enough yet. Because she plays like a even when she's not the the victim or the murderer, she still is like sort of a villain. Which I I just like when she comes on the screen, I know something like cool is gonna happen and she's gonna really bust someone's chops. She's like a commanding woman. So like no matter what she's doing, she's gonna come in there and like. I guess that's the mark of the day. I made some joke. I was like, I own 51% of the business. And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I was like, you know, Dynasty and Alexis Carrington. She's like, like no. no. But I feel like that's what Barbara Babcock is too. That really like kind of, I know it's probably a bit of a passe term, but kind of ball busting, like, you know, she, like she's a a career woman and she's gonna make it and like you better not stand in her way and even like and everybody's afraid of her and like wants to like please herself and even the guys that she's hooking up with it's like she they're so disposable it's like although she did seem genuinely hurt when Stella off she thought was hooking up with the other girl especially yeah. she specifically asked him not to well but why was she there well, yeah, Glenn is right. Why is she just like skulking around his office? Well, she wants to make sure he's gonna like seal the deal, but she didn't know he's gonna seal well, the deal. Then, when I like, he told her the time, and then uh, like, I don't know. She seems like a shady person. Like, and my, I just, I have so many questions, and <laughs> I think it's an interesting. They do do this on the show a lot, where it's like the weirdly like he was her age, but anyways. The woman's hooking up with a guy she obviously really likes. She's, like, older, so, like, maybe middle-aged. And she's very, like, insecure about the relationship with him. And there's, like, always that little bit of a dynamic of, like, the older woman that's kind of intimidated by the... Even though Amanda was nowhere 
you know, she wasn't like in the same stratosphere as Barbara Babcock, you know, in terms of like presence and stuff. And it's like, but there is something about that, that they're always kind of commenting on, I think a little bit, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Maybe I'm not saying that very well, but no, that I, kind of insecurity I, which thing. Which I don't like love because I no. I think I'd prefer that it was just like Barbara, ba- like everyone's in love with Barbara Babcock. And like no man is going to like leave her for some young idiot. But then it was weird because it's like, yeah, the guy she's worried about cheating on her is her boyfriend who's her age but her husband that's like 15 years younger isn't playing around on her and used to like her. Right. And that's like of no interest. Although I did love that scene where they're in the limo or the cab or whatever. He's just like, so about that prenup and yeah, I guess I probably did want to kill her. Like, he's just like, <laughs> You're like, He's like, if you're asking me, Jessica, I should probably get a pretty ironclad lawyer. <laughs> I liked him. I thought he was funny. And me like, too. you sort of like, yeah, why doesn't she? I love him. You know, this comes up a lot. And actually, Megan, you mentioned this episode before too, the one with Jessica Walters, where she's the soap opera writer. Mm-hmm. And she's married to like the young hunk who she's like, so paranoid is playing away. Um, there's yes. that. There's the one with what's her name? It's like Lavinia or something where she's the, it's from Mirror Mirror. Oh yeah. And she's married to Ken Howard. She's married to Ken Howard. In all those instances, they are playing away except for this guy. But that's right. And it's like, but it's, I know, but it's this weird. I know. I don't, I don't love that. It's like, yeah. Well, they're, they're gaslighting her by being like, you're being paranoid because, mm-hmm. and actually the same thing happened in Doom with a View yeah. as well with uh, Janet Lee. But then they are right to be suspicious because right. there is something going on. And so like, you're just like, Ugh. you're right now. That is like a constant theme that I don't love because it's like, oh, and they made them all pretty mean. They're all mean. Or well, the one where Brenda Vaccaro's hooking up with her chauffeur. Yeah. And he is having an affair <laughs> with the maid. Do you remember that? Because she's married to the, that episode is so weird. I feel like, honestly, I'm getting excited because I feel like I could write a dissertation now about this. Yeah. Because of all these, like, these different episodes. But it's like they can't just let the older woman right. have the either the guy she likes or the younger guy. Because was Brian that much younger than her? She's 57 here. Was who so much younger than her? I'm sorry, was Brian. Brian, was her her husband that much younger no, than her? No, no. So her husband was um, Debbie McFarlane, and oh, he's 39. Right. So he's, she's, oh. I have her as 55, and she's, he's sorry. 39. So she, he's Debra. 16 years younger. But Boris Steloff, who she's having the affair with, is a year older than her. Okay. That kind of. So you're like, but you're like, why is she then so worried about him? Anyways, I did like the, I love the husband actually. Cause when she says, were you the one spying on me? Like, and Boris, and she's like, he's like, someone's been spying on you and Stella. God, what a, what a bore that must be. Like, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> that made me laugh. There were a lot of good, wait, I feel yeah. like we should figure out who that was. Oh, it's it was Moffat, right? Because she was Green Street yeah. spy. So mm-hmm. every time somebody's spying, yeah. it's Moffat. Got it. Okay, I just put that together. Before, should we go on to the list in a second? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. I was going to say a couple of things really quick. First of all, the press conference where Barbara Babcock knows all the journalists. She's like, you're right, Annie. That's a great point. Who brought Stromberg in here? I love that bit. And I also love the bit where she's talking about one of the advertising companies. She's like, who you'll know from their famous uh, perfume ad during the Olympics. And I was like, what perfume ad are we talking about? (laughs) Was this a Charlie perfume or White Diamonds, perhaps? (laughs) These have always brought me luck. I love a White Diamond commercial. It's, I think it's the only great perfume ad. Charlie's Am or I white correct? Diamonds. diamonds. Oh, my heart says Charlie's, but white diamonds. <laughs> Charlie was the one that was like, Cindy Crawford was trying to sing and it was really uncomfortable. I thought 
thought Charlie was always that blonde girl, and it was like Charlie Red and Charlie Blue. It might have been, a, but at one point they were like, they had Cindy Crawford, and they let her sing. I'll find it and send it to um, that yeah. Billy Baldwin. Right, fair game. Yeah, <laughs> right off the top of your head. Is this why they stopped letting people speak in perfume ads? <laughs> well, white diamonds are great because there's like a lot of like frosting on the lens or something you know she yeah wasn't well it looks like black and white or like yeah have you have you seen it glennis do you know the ad we're talking about i i've looked it up it's the elizabeth taylor one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i have Oh my God. I also love the bit where she's pretending to get into the guy's apartment and she says, you know, he borrowed my coffee pot and it's poker tonight, poker night tonight. And the girls are coming over. It's like, Jessica, you can't pull that like folksy line off where you're wearing like a Chanel um, pantsuit. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He's like, left his apartment open with no intention like of ever returning so much so that the painter <laughs> knows that he's not around like this <laughs> again so many questions like I know he's throwing caution to the wind he's just got 20 grand he's flying off to London and like living his best life but like still you probably want your apartment not completely gutted and right not to be rifled through by all the women that work yeah. at the toy companies <laughs> right. yeah that makes sense it looks like a pretty nice apartment too. Like you know, he, I mean, it wasn't like great, but he looked after it. Well, in twenty grand, like, is that like, can you live forever abroad? I mean, not no. now, I guess, but maybe in ninety two. Now you just pay your rent for like a month and cry because he's yeah. just blowing it also, all. Also, sorry to interrupt, but I forgot. So, not only is Cindy Crawford in that ad, and it's it's bad, but um. <laughs> Little Richard's in it too, which I don't know. <gasps> oh my god, really? <laughs> oh my I just texted it. Oh yeah, me. I've it's seen worth, that one. It's worth watching. Yeah, I, mean, I love Little oh, Richard. Oh, I just realized if Moffat was spying everybody on everybody, that's how Edgar Green Street knew what was happening with everybody at the end. Yeah, because he was mm. like, she's having an affair with him, and he's having an affair mm -hmm. with. I just yeah. realized. Oh my god. I've seen this episode a few times. You need a minute, Susanna. <laughs> I also laughed when he like sees Moffat and he's like very calmly asks what's going on or something like that. And Jessica says, calm down. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's fine. Stop shouting. <laughs> I'm going to need you to lower your voice. <laughs> but, like, it's... It was just really funny because he's just like, oh, wait, what's going on? <laughs> She's like, Edgar? <laughs> cool it. I, You know what's <laughs> so weird about this episode is I, because I remember watching them at our grandmother's house like every once in a while, but I have such a distinct memory of watching this specific episode in her living room with her. And like just about the toys and stuff. I just really, really, really remember it. This yeah. is weird weird anyway sorry we can go on to the list okay does anybody else have anything to add before the list starts no all right here we go thunder weather no uh secret door doors i said toy areas or not secret yeah. but well, can you know codes and you can edit this out but i was wondering if we could do a subset of that or maybe a separate category that's someone hiding in a closet because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i think that's yeah. happened a couple times Amanda. Amanda was hiding Amanda? in the closet. Yeah, we could do secret doors, and then we could do hiding. Yeah. Hiding. Yeah, hiding. Yeah. In, yeah. in Menace, anyone, isn't there someone hiding? Isn't Carol hiding? Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. felt like... Uh, who is it? It's, um, yeah, what was her name? Doris, I think. Doris was hiding in the closet. Um, yeah, so Amanda was hiding in the closet here, Poisoning or bludgeoning? It was a bludgeoning with a crowbar. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Yeah, that um, is rough. She hated her. Phone wire cut? No, but I said phones. And clip on earrings cracked the case. Loved the clip on earrings. I love that as a clue. And that the, the earring they found was a pierced earring. And she realized so that she didn't wear pierced earrings. Oh, so good. Um, 
she's shaking. No window peep. Glynis, do you want to say, because you're the one who told me, so I really appreciate you <laughs> pointing this out to me. It was when Moffat was spying on Amanda and um, the ad exec, what was his name, Boris? Yeah. Oh, you mean not uh, Moffat. In... Yeah, Moffat. So, well, someone was in the car spying mm. on them getting into the car, and that was the window peep. I, I thought the window it. peep was Barbara Babcock looking through the window at them, like when he kissed her. <gasps> that yeah, was another window, window peep. peep. You're right. Oh, man. Well done, Megan. We were so blinded by the car window peep, we completely missed that window peep. <laughs> when this started hitting me, are you looking at this? I was like, I had missed it because I was looking down for a second. <laughs> oh. Window peep. <laughs> she's mouthing it to me I was like oh yeah whoops no that's a good one um fake name ID Sylvia is Moffat so it's funny that everybody calls her Moffat during the whole episode and in the end she's like my name is Sylvia like <laughs> you jerks um the buzz slash cop quirk so we had lieutenant what was his name sorry lieutenant hornback no quirk I mean nothing I can't even really remember him. He's kind um, of forgettable, which is, I mean, no disrespect to the actor, but I was like, I forgot he was even in the episode. Well, this is the trouble when they bring in, they have the murder so late on, you just don't meet the cop till the episode's almost over anyways. Um, so no cop chemistry. Businessy business. Here we go, guys. Toys. <laughs> Toy manufacturing. Yep. I mean... What can you say? It is cutthroat. Everybody's getting fired all the time. There's like There's a lot of money in that. That's what I wrote down. I said I said every industry is cutthroat because I was thinking of the radio business, yeah. the music business, the toy business. <laughs> yeah. Many businessy businesses with cut the wine train business. business. Yeah, it's a lot of businessy business. <laughs> it was yeah. There was a lot of shenanigans and shares and all that sort of stuff age ain't nothing but a number so yeah so um devry was 39 and meredith was 55 okay and amanda was 35 and Stelloff was 56 so and how old was brian brian oh that's a good question brian was 31 she's younger than amanda but a okay. younger. but reasonable. um smooches yeah, we got a smooch in this episode. Meredith and Stella. Pretty sexy stuff. I did write that I thought that this was probably the most passionate kiss we've seen to date. It was short, but a lot of the other ones seemed like no passion. Also, maybe the most normal. Like, it looked like two yeah. people genuinely making out with each other. It wasn't like, there wasn't yeah. something weird going on. And you're right, Glenn, it actually didn't look like a passionless thing. It was like, they're having a really sexy affair. So, <laughs> I believed it. Um, familial ties, no. Eyes closed, head shake. She makes, like, sort of a gross face. Like, ooh, <laughs> when Moffat confesses. She does close her eyes at the end when Moffat's sort of, because she's not sorry she did it. She, she's like, was trying to save the company or she thought she was trying to save the company. And are you meant to feel like she was vindicated? Or like, I don't know. It just felt like the episode was like, this woman was right in her own way. It's like she murdered somebody. I'm not sure that's yeah. good. That's like, I'm still a little confused by her motivation. Like, I get that she'd been loyal to the company, but it was like, I don't know. Well, maybe yeah, you your were question right. maybe. around if she loved him, yeah. I, it, it seemed a little like that. Or like a fatherly vibe. Yeah. Well, how old was... Um, so but She got recognition for being at the company for, what, like 20 years or something like that? Yeah. So John Hillerman was 60 in this episode and um, Hallie Foote, who played Moffat, was 42. So, yeah, I guess it could be like a father figure or 
Or she just or admired him. <laughs> she was just, yeah, maybe. But yeah, so that was saw. It was like Jessica's like, I don't know what to think. This is crazy. It was weird because <laughs> she seemed like pretty cold and calculating, but then I didn't I guess I wasn't I don't know. Well the episode I think makes you think you're meant to be sorry for her. Yeah. Like you're meant to sort of feel like she had been badly treated. And you're like, but she, yeah, I don't know. Um, okay, fave outfit. I thought the pantsuit game, pretty good. So strong. And I really liked the white collarless blouses that had big white buttons on them that Jessica and Moffat wore. Those mm. sort of styled blouses. I thought those looked very nice. The royal blue pantsuit that Jessica yeah. wore at the um, PR event, I thought was real nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Ashley, what do you think? Um, I liked Meredith's purple skirt suit with a gold brooch. It was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then I liked Jessica's black um, skirt suit with the scarf sort of draped around her. Yeah. That's the, that yeah. was my favorite. Yeah. Where was she? She looked like she was going to a party, but she we did. didn't see where she was going. It's quite dramatic. She just told Meredith off and was like, I'm in a better outfit than you. Ha 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 ha. I know. <laughs> I was a little disappointed in some of Meredith. Like, there's a lot of like aqua, like that kind of stuff. Mm, yeah. It's the mm. early 90s, though. It's sort of yeah. a rough time. It's a jewel tone heavy era. Yes. Yeah. It's a jewel tone, but like, not fitted so it's like everything's really loose and bright so it's like not like barbara babcock when she wears stuff that's like cinched in has like a rock and bod but that initial mm-hmm. some of the jackets just hang straight up and down so you can't actually see anything yeah. anyways um worst outfits yeah i know i said this anything amanda wore i thought looked bad yeah minus that yeah. one on the shirt the blouse mm-hmm. underneath the blazer the bird shirt. I mean, I gotta go back and look more closely. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I go with anything Amanda wore, especially when she was hiding in the closet. Yeah. What about you, Ashley? Yeah. Um, Amanda's shoulder pads were the worst for me, but specifically the one when she's hiding in the closet with the the powder blue plaid. Yeah, yeah. Satin. Awful. Laser. Woof. With the matching handkerchief. Yeah. It was hard. And her yeah. hair, too. Was- oh. This show doesn't really know how to dress, like, young people, really, sometimes. Like, I feel like that is a real, especially in the 90s. Like, I think it's, maybe it's just the time, the fashion of the time anyways, makes people look a lot older. But you're, like, dressing them like middle-aged people. And they're, you know, she's only yeah. in her 30s. It's quite polarizing. It's like it's like up through maybe early twenties, they'll dress a certain way, and then it jumps to a <laughs> sort of different version than what Jessica's wearing, and kind of just yeah. not fitting. There's nothing in between. You're right, and also, do you think Jessica rocks in? She's like, I can't have them look better than me. Right. She's like, Barbara, that's fine. Barbara can look good. I can't have these young people looking better than me. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I should have hated it, but she was wearing this pastel blouse with like sort of a loop at the top with like a really loose fitting lilac blazer, like loose up and down. And I was like, I don't know if I really don't like it, but she looked nice in the pastels, I thought. Anyways. All right. Biggest hunk. Here we go. Glynis, do you want to go first? Debra, you say? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Debra. Ashley? Are you ready? Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so scared. <laughs> oh, I know who it is. John Hillerman. Yeah. I, yeah, I get I like him too. I listen. <laughs> Ashley, I get it. I was going to say this is kind of a hunk heavy episode because we had Debra. <laughs> I didn't think Boris Stelloff was bad either. And yeah, I yeah, John yeah. Hillerman. He, you know, he's very charming. I mean, 
I did really like him and he really liked Jessica. So, and that means the detective wasn't bad looking. No, I, yeah, I mean, I Boris was not bad, but I, I, I I had a feeling you were going to go with. Listen, I get it. He's the best part of some of those Magnum PIs, but anyways. Some of them, all of them. The khaki, khaki button up with a khaki short and a calf length. No. Mind me up. <laughs> Wait, isn't his brother somebody? Didn't we he find out his brother? No, um, the actor. Doesn't John Hillerman have a brother that was on? No, you're thinking of Dean Stockwell, I think. Yeah, that's what thinking. I think. Yes, I am thinking of Dean Stockwell. Sorry, yeah, I'm getting my. my I mean, uh, another another couple of hunks. So, yeah, yeah. brotherly hunks. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and Susanna, and I won't refer to what specific term in real life that this was used, but that Susanna just calls, wait, if someone's married to someone and that guy dies, they have to marry the brother. She calls it the Crimson Harvest Rules. <laughs> Crimson Harvest Rules. Oh, yeah, she had to marry the Lego man. Yeah. She had to marry Pete. Yeah. 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 yeah I would have been mad about Pete. I would have. Yeah, I would have been cross. Um, I, J.B. Burns, I think we've said all mine, but did you guys have any others that haven't been said yet? Mm-mm. No, I wasn't a JB burn, but it was the one that we mentioned that Amanda says to Brian. And for starters, you can stop calling me honey. Yeah. yeah. Also, I have a Barbara. I'm sorry. I'll, I'm totally blanking on her character name, but Meredith Meredith says you could have been the biggest man in town. Now your name is going to be dirt. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did she say that to the dump trunk? Dumb truck man. She said it to Boris. 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 I was like, that would have been a good like continuation of the dump truck analogy. Oh yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah, you're right. I do like that too. I mean, fave guest star Barbara Babcock. I mean, does Glenna yeah. steal somebody else? Like, no, yeah. No. I mean, I mean why do we even talk about it? <laughs> I mean, I John as biggest punk. I don't think he deserves best guest. Well, it's for Barbara. He was really good, though. But it's Barbara. Was, it's Barbara's it's Barbara. episode. Barbara, yeah, yeah, it's her. She's the star. Okay, here we go. Glynis's guess. She got yeah. it. Yeah, I couldn't I believe it. you remembered her name. Well done, Glynis. That's mean, Susanna. She was just so <laughs> no, sad. It just, just means before they reveal that it's Moffat, she says her name like. A couple, like just like it's like Look, a throw. I it's like the how- IMDb page, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> it's like muffin or something. Muffin <laughs> between her and the husband. It's like her husband. Day. And like I just, I didn't, I didn't want it to be uh, Mr. Green Street. Um, so yeah, that was no. That well was done. Um, there is the clue about the earring, yeah, but I, but it's like you that is like once you know it when you're watching the episode, you're like, God, she does take her clip on off, <laughs> but it's like when you first watch it, how are you? You know, it's like just anyways. I did write that down, I was like, uh, earring to for off for phone calls, I was like, that seems so, and then the other lady right. does it too. I was like, oh, okay, it's definitely a lady. I love that clue. Maybe. I think that's so good. All right. Um, so before we go on to the last thing, um, I was just going to say this episode ends on a wink. Yes. Yeah. Which is great. A wink to John Hillerman. Um, all right. Fave moment overall ranking. Megan, do you want to start with this one? I really did like the scene where the husband's just like going off on all the reasons he, I guess, would have been a prime suspect in the car. And she's like, okay, it seemed like a lot of info. Um, I'm going to go nine. Dennis, do you want to go next? Uh, sure. I mean, there were quite a lot of good moments in this. I think my favorite moment, I don't even know, because the most memorable moment was with Billy Bonkers. <laughs> so truly <laughs> upsetting. 
I won't call it my favorite, but I will say it was very memorable. And I, I'll give it an eight. I really enjoyed this episode. Okay, Ashley. Um, I have to say anything in the sort of game room or toy toy. I don't know what to call it. What was it? The toy I know I kept calling it the warehouse, but yeah, like B one hundred or whatever. Oh, B one hundred or B ten or something. B twelve shots. Anything yeah. in the B one hundred room? I really enjoyed, and I would give it a nine. I I feel like I did like the reveal. Like it's so sort of weird, and like you sort of think it's going one way. She's like, "Isn't that right, Moffat?" <laughs> You're like, "Oh." Mm-hmm. Um, listen, I liked all the scenes that involved a clip-on earring. I think I've said that before. I'm on record, so those are my favorite bits. And I would also give this a nine. I really, really, mm-hmm. really like this episode. I've probably watched it. It's probably one of the ones I've watched the most, but. Yeah, I love it. Um, okay, does anybody have anything else they want to add before we wrap up? No. I don't think so. Oh, if if any of the the listeners or anyone on our Facebook page has played the Murder, She Wrote game, <laughs> would love some personal hmm, feedback about Good that. idea. Yeah. So How just, complicated yeah. is it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it worth me bidding on eBay? Just <laughs> I like it. <laughs> oh, that's so good. Um, or if you have any episode suggestions of stuff you want us to watch, or you can just keep contributing into the polls, or you know, just saying you like the show, that's great. Um, and you know, if if you can rate and review us on Apple, that would be brilliant as well. Um, if you have the time. Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening and we hope you'll listen again next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.